I can't give what I don't have. And I didn't have anything at the beginning. So if I didn't do that work first, there was no way that I could be a champion for anybody else or any of my agents or any of the team members that I brought on. I couldn't be that person for anybody else because I didn't do it for me first. Hi, I'm Christy Wimpery, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. All right. Welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, You are one of the most inspiring people that I know, and your mindset is just so strong and killer. So I wanted to make sure I brought you on the show. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So you mentioned to me the other day that you are celebrating five years of woo. So what is that? Like, is that woohoo? Or, you know, what does that mean to you? And, uh, you know, how does it affect your daily life? Well, for me, us celebrating like my company actually reaching this massive milestone of being open to the public and providing services for the last five years. One heck of a roller coaster to say the least, but it's just something to celebrate. We are beating odds. So many people close at year one don't make it past year three. And then usually like half is already gone by the time you're at year five and we're still standing. It hasn't been easy. We've got bruises and stuff, but (laughs) it's just learning through the school of hard knocks and, you know, you pay for one lesson or the other, but it's just truly like sitting there and saying, you know what? I made it. I made it to year five. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment for sure. Um, Like you said, so many people close down at year one and three or, you know, or three. And um, what are some of the things that you've done to, to get you to year five? And then also, you know, I'm sure you probably had moments in between year one and or, or ground zero, right? And year five, where you wanted to throw in the towel. So what kept you going? I mean, there's not a day that goes by that you sit there and go, why did I make this choice? Is this really what I wanted to do? And I've had my moments of truly, you know, identity crisis moments that you're so really intricately involved with your business that it's hard to even distinguish where you end and it begins. And I've had those moments like, this is killing me softly right here if I continue down this road. And I just wanted to just, hey, you know what? Let's just start selling this off piece by piece and just get out of here, right? Um, But what has kept me going is just remembering and going back to the reason why I started this in the first place. That has always anchored me right back to, okay, this is just a season. It's just a moment. We can get through this. We need more information. How do we get through this part of the process? And we'll see what happens on the other side. Um, one of the things that I've been really thinking about this week was it's interesting how 
just five years ago, when I started this company, I was literally couch surfing with nothing to my name. I was at a woman's shelter getting help to get divorced. I could not imagine that I would be living in a different city, married again with another child, a business that thrives and keeps me very well entertained. And even though it's been hard, when I couldn't picture this, right? This is not something that I could picture in that version of Michelle. And even though I tried, you can have all these rockets of desire that are coming out of you. Like, I want this, I want that. I couldn't picture from that state that I would be here. And always remembering that I did this for my family, that I did this for my sons, that I did this for us to be better, for us, for me to show myself that I can do it, that I don't give up, that it's not that hard. It's just everything really could be figured out. Love your last uh, oh, session. <laughs> it's just you have to have the desire, yeah. the intention, and it all starts there. If you don't have that rooted, then you're just going through the wind. But I could not picture this. And if I would have given up when it got harder, when clients said no, when I lost half my business three years ago. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, oh, that was so. <laughs> Well, okay. So, I mean, I, I guess we can get to that in just a minute, but, um, but I mean, whenever you, I love the fact that you said you, you couldn't have pictured this and now you have this amazing life that if you look back on, it's just like, I know you are so grateful for because it's better than what you could have imagined when, when you were living in that women's shelter and going through such a nasty divorce and trying to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. It's like, how did you get to the point where you you believed you could, um, you, you know, could start this business and be successful. And I think that's also going to probably tie into about like how you, whenever you lost half your business and almost kind of had to start over. Um, yeah, let's dive into that. So, um, I wasn't living in the shelter. I was going to the shelter for assistance because that is called Broward's Women's of Dis- in Distress, and they help you with legal aid and getting um, getting right back up on your feet. I thank God that I had my family uh, that was 60 miles away from where I was so that I could basically rush <laughs> to a haven so that I could basically balm my soul and just get back to, to Michelle. But a different Michelle that wasn't going to lie, the circumstances that had gotten me to where I was at that point in my life. Um, It's no secret. This is my second time having a transaction management company. The first one was with the husband. (laughs) And when I was in the divorce, I was like, keep it. I don't want it. I just want my name. Let me out of here, please. (laughs) You can keep it. I'm out. So Getting out of that situation, it literally, it was, I'm out. I am on a, I don't even have a bed to my name, right? I just have my car, my laptop, keys, and a cell phone. That's it. Um, and of course, my seven, well, at that time, he was uh, 15 years old. So at that time, I was just like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to figure this out? I have no other options. I just have this one really great skill. 
that I've been honing in for the last like 20 odd years, right? It's all I know. It's all I've ever done. This is what I've got to actually do something with myself. So as I was going, the woman, uh, the women in distress for Broward County is amazing because they gave me legal aid so that I can get the restraining order. They got me um, an attorney to help me with the divorce. They did a lot for me. And on top of that, they helped me with counseling services, which as soon as, you know, it's crazy. I always tell people, it's like, you never know until you actually experience that uh, or are in an experience where you're with a human being that doesn't understand boundaries yeah. <laughs> and how to respect others. And you find yourself in this situation where the lack of sticking up for yourself, having a voice and really understanding the reasons why you accept certain situations. So going into therapy, because it wasn't the first time that I had left. It was actually the third time, but it was the last time. And what had changed that moment was that I went directly into therapy and it was because of the counselors there that I went through a year long session after like week sessions every week religiously um, while I was going through that process just to get my mind to a state where I wasn't feeling like embarrassed, ashamed, guilty, um, it was a whole lot to deal, unpack, to understand the five years before that, the decisions and choices that I made that created these experiences in my life where I had chosen, which is a lot more empowering than saying, you know, I got beat up all day long. No, I had chosen to stay in a relationship based on specific ideals whether it was cultural, because that's how I was raised, that you stay and you figure it out and your family is first, or it was because I had a need. I didn't want to be lonely or I didn't want to go through that again. I was so old or felt old at that time. There was so many different things that were attached to that relationship. And I could not fix that person or their choices or their ideas. I could only reflect, reflect back at me what do I need to do to get from this version into a more empowered version? And it was a lot of tools that they gave me in those sessions. It was plain fact or fiction. Is this true or not true? Because when your mind has been meddled for a long time, you have you almost lose touch with reality. So that was a huge resource for me going through that program. And it allowed me to heal and do all the things that I needed to do so that I could be strong. So that first year in business, um, while I was healing, while I was getting myself together, while I was on that couch, um, was that it was, hey, you know what? I did open a business because it's all that I could do. But at the same token, I need to get better. So that was still primary. And helping out my mom, who was helping me to take care of her, making sure that the car still got paid, the, the, the cell phone got paid, and God forbid anything ever happened to the laptop that was making me money, I had something saved to replace that if something yeah. happened. But yeah. that first year was, let's recenter. I had to prioritize me, my mental health, and basically resolving and absolving all of the pain 
from the past five years of that relationship and just getting back to me. Yeah. So recognizing that sometimes you have to prioritize you, even though it sucks. I didn't want to be on a couch. Here I am. You know, what year is this? (laughs) I am 38 years old on a couch. What? Like outside perspective, you're like, what did I do to myself? But regardless, you got it. Doesn't matter what age you are. You got to take the the bull by the horns at some point in your life. I think that's so important. You're talking about you really prioritized yourself and getting yourself back to a good, healthy state um, versus even even in your first year of business, because we all know your first year of business is so hard because you're setting everything up. I mean, you're you're probably working, you know, definitely more than 40 hours a week um, just trying to get it get it to a point where it's stable and growing And so to prioritize yourself first during that first year, I think is even harder than prioritizing yourself in year five, but definitely extremely important. Part of me feels like maybe if you did not prioritize yourself first, do you think your business would have made it to year five? No, no. Because if I didn't take the time to heal this, I wouldn't... I would just be a mess. I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have the ability to communicate. There was so much mistrust, distrust for humanity itself. I was angry, incredibly angry. I, and rightfully so. I mean, you went through a lot. And uh, for when you're talking about somebody's messed with your mind and you're having to think of, is this true or is this false? Um, that that's hard because now you're having to reestablish what your, um, what your beliefs are. Exactly. And getting that foundation back, it's going through a state of mind shift and it's full focus shifting of your mind. It takes everything that's inside of you to do that. And if I didn't take that time or make it a priority to reason with myself daily, like I had daily homework that I had to reason with myself. If I didn't prioritize that, there was no way that me not feeding into me first after being so empty for so long, I could be able to provide for others. Yeah. I can't give what I don't have. And I didn't have anything at the beginning. So if I didn't do that work first, there was no way that I could be a champion for anybody else or any of my agents or any of the team members that I brought on. I couldn't be that person for anybody else because I didn't do it for me first. Yeah. What did your, what did your daily homework look like? Well, at first it was meditation, um, but it was not like hours, right? At first, it was like seconds. As If I can stay quiet for 30 seconds, I did good. So it was just to allow myself to be quiet for those 30 seconds, breathe. And when the timer went off, okay, I'm good. <laughs> and that's how it started. So then we started with the meditation. Um, I was, for many years, uh, versed in emotional freedom technique, which is EFT tapping. And that is where you, uh, it's kind of, um, you know, the one with the needles, acupuncture. Oh yeah. I've done it. Like, 
Yeah, I don't do the needles, but you can do it with your fingers doing the pressure points and that's acupressure. And so when you say certain statements and you, and touch on your different points in your body, which literally it's all right here to cleanse and clear and get everything out. When you do that fact, you are releasing. So you are releasing from these pressure points, these ideas, beliefs, emotions. So every day I would take Linkin Park, <laughs> any, one, any one of the songs from the first CD, right? And I would scream it out while I was doing my EFT until I was quiet, until I was, I was done. One of my favorite ones was on repeat was in the end. I would also do um, a lot of uh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. A limp, like there was a lot of good hard metal going on there that I was like, yeah, let's scream this out. But I had to be able to uh, transmute all of the pain. So it was meditation, journaling, EFT, until I got tired of any modality, then I would go into the next. So um, each month I would graduate into another modality until it was just like, hey, I don't need a modality. I don't need a coping mechanism. I don't really need all these. Uh, I have skills that I see, okay, I'm coming out of framework right now. Why? Why am I triggered? What's going on? I can reason and bring myself in, recognize what's going on with me and say, okay, I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling wronged, <laughs> you know? So having the ability to know yourself was huge. Yeah. I think that's so important to anytime you start, um, or to recognize what's happening in your body and feeling, allowing yourself to fill your feels first of all, mm -hmm. you know, like that's important. Um, because if we just keep bottled or things bottled up and not release them, um, that doesn't help anybody. It probably will end up exploding later, but, um, also just taking the time to, to think about, okay, well, if all of a sudden I'm feeling blue, what happened? You know, what did I think about what, what happened in, in this situation? And then you can actually figure out how to fix it and yeah. hopefully have those thoughts, you know, the, or the feelings less. It's really taking the time to gather the data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, is it coming from my eyes? Did I see something? Did I hear something? Am I feeling so? Usually it's a feeling for me. Um, I'm very like empathic and I'm really like, what, why is my body jumping out of its skin? <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. I, um, I did not even realize like for a long time, I didn't realize that, that I am an empath. And so I feel things deeply. And, um, you know, there's, uh, I forget what the actual term is where it says like your thoughts affect your, um, your feelings, your feelings affect your actions, your actions affect your outcome. And, and I don't remember if it, that's exact order, but for me, I think my emotions affect my thoughts. And then, um, cause I'm not always having, it may not always be a conscious thought that I'm having. It could be subconscious and then that triggers mm -hmm the emotion. So I guess it still starts with the thought, but it's a thought I'm not aware that I'm having. Um, so anyway, I think that's really interesting. And, um, you know, my goal is to do more, more work and research on that. And, and like you just said, like, just gather the data and then, um, <laughs> <laughs> then we know how to fix it and, and move forward. 
I think a lot of it is just doing the boring work. When people say take the journal and do it daily and just do the little check marks. How am I feeling right now? Check in with yourself. I mean, at the beginning, that was like my lifesaver. It's like, am I, you know, it's like going back to like when you were a kid and you saw, is it a smiley face? Is it a neutral face? Is it a sad face? Okay, then these are the emotions of the tree of sadness. Which one do you think resonates onto what you're feeling here? And it's like, sometimes you have to go that granular or just basic just to get it because it's like we may not even have the words yet or have the ability to understand that's the word that we need. Oh, so true. So true. And uh, I, I love to follow Jenna Kutcher and she's got the uh, the book that came out recently, How Are You Really? And then she recently came out with a journal. And I think one of her, uh, from what I've heard on her podcast, one of her things in the journal is to, like rate yourself on a one to 10. How are you feeling today? And then once you give yourself that rating, then you can, um, then you can, you know, dive deeper into, okay, well, why am I feeling this way or, or et cetera, et cetera. But I even love the smiley faces too, um, you know, that you just mentioned. And it it reminds me of a story that uh, my sister told me, my little niece is six and she's in, this year was her first year in kindergarten. And, uh, you know, the, the teachers give you like smiley faces or I don't know if they give you a friendly face or maybe you just don't get a smiley face, you know, on your folder. And so my sister asked her the other day, she was like, so, um, did you get a lot of smiley faces or did you get a friendly face? And, and she was like, I got a mm, face and just like a, you know, just a flat line. And I was like, oh my gosh, her, she is so funny, but she's, um, she, you know, she's a six year old. So she has some good days and she has some not so good days. And, and Eleanor was like, I got a mm, face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I would totally call that teacher. They're always like, what is wrong with you? Why are you messing with the child? (laughs) What is going on with this neutral face? Just say, hey, you know what? Today was challenging, but we could do better tomorrow. Right, exactly. (laughs) I was like, I feel you, kid. I have days like that too. Um, So it just cracked me up. But um, so so I know you talked a lot about, about, you know, with your business, you mentioned about a few years ago, you lost lost half your business. Tell us about like what happened. How did you start over? What did you do different once, once you did start over? So that was a pandemic 2020. I was married again and super pregnant. (laughs) And I thought everything is great. Everything is going on swimmingly. I have a roster of clients all my, I had at that point, I had five teammates in my business and everything was just going great. I can go on maternity leave and not have an issue. And when I do, all these files and all these clients are going to my entire team so that I can exit stage left. And quickly I learned that we were not ready for this milestone. <laughs> um, as soon as I went into labor, It was like no one knew what to do and I didn't prepare them well enough to do what needed to be done. I didn't set up the right tools and systems to empower my team. And so many of my clients were that I had transferred to these other teammates. They were like, they do not work like you. They don't do the thing. Like they're not all over like y'all. Like what? So I had... 
my day ones reaching out, they're like, I know you're on maternity leave, but you have to know that this is what's going on in your business. And I was like, what's going on guys? And it was during the pandemic. So, uh, right. We were already like three months into lockdown here in South Florida. And as soon as I had the baby in July, which is his birthday coming up in a few days, um, like I couldn't even, I I gave birth. I was positive for COVID and I didn't even know. They said that I probably got it when I was doing my doctor visits, okay. but I had no symptoms, but they were like, okay, emergency C-section, the whole nine yards, all these things started happening. And I had no contact with the world for like a week. And so when I finally left the hospital, I didn't even get to see the baby until the day after I left the hospital. Like it was oh, wow. a very emotional, crazy time. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, as soon as I get home and uh, my sister's like, you know, she works with me and she's uh, she does a lot of my compliance management for my team. She's like, so... I know you're on maternity leave, but you have to see this. It hasn't even been a week, right? And I come in and there is like complaint city. Everybody's just like, they lost their minds. Then my executive assistant at the time was also pregnant. And she went into emergency labor the day after me. So she was preparing everyone while I had been gone that one day to basically, hey, this is what's going on in Michelle's files and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. She went into labor and she was no longer available. So no one knew what was going on. Oh, gosh. And I was like, but we have notes. Notes were not to be found. We have this. No, no, no. So it was, um, excuse my French, it was an ish. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, what is going on here? So here I'm coming back and uh, at that point, my clients hadn't reached out to me, but I had to go right into, um, just trying to like rein in like guys it's not serious it's not like houses are burning down let's go stage by stage so I started like building out SOPs like right there like for like 48 hours that's all I was doing was building out SOPs and to see if that would basically stop the hemorrhaging of complaints yeah. And uh, then I started getting on the phone and calling her. I'm so sorry and apologizing and going on the apology tour. And just they're like, we understand this, but it just something happened in the last week and we don't understand. And me just going through it, I was like, you know, did I prepare the clients enough? Did I do what I needed to do to make sure that the handoff was as seamless as possible. Where are the holes in the bucket that is creating the situation? Um, then I had to start taking care of my son and um, he, he was just like going through a lot of his own medical needs at that time. At the, uh, and I couldn't focus at all. So again, prioritizing family, I'll say, guys, do the best that you can. And I had to check out to be with my son. And at that point, during that, uh, I want to say it was two months. Like flies, people just leaving. Drop, 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 dropping. And I would sit down once a week and get a report. And I'm just hearing so-and-so left. So-and-so left the, 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 they went with this company. They decided that they can't uh, be around anymore. I was like, okay, okay. 
this roster is dwindling in front of me. Um, we're closing out work. The work is starting to go down. I'm here like, oh my God, the savings. <laughs> yeah. Everything was just happening all at once. Right. And um, I'm I sure remember, I was, because... it, it was scary as hell. Yeah. It was super scary. I didn't know. I didn't have enough information of what to do, what happens. So um, I remember it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was nursing the baby and I was just scrolling through Facebook. And someone had tagged me in a challenge that was happening um, uh, with my coach that I ended up signing up with. Um, And uh, I was like, hey, let's do this challenge. Let's be open to the possibilities that maybe there's an answer here that I don't know about. And so he's not a coach of my industry. He's a coach for coaches. And, um, so it was refreshing to take a different view from outside of the industry that I'm in. Yeah. And these are people that are legit asking folks to take a leap of faith on five, six figure investments. Mm-hmm. That's- I'm, like, I'm just asking for a couple hundred dollars. How are <laughs> you getting people to say yes to a couple thousand dollars? And then right. I let him convince me on how to give him a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I went through his free challenge and it was five days and I met with him and he's like, Oh, so I see that you're doing my challenge. I was like, listen, I'm super, uh, uh, in my maternity leave right now. I'm not even doing the first couple of days because I'm not really supposed to be working. Uh, but day three he was talking about experiences, how to do a wow talk, a discovery session, and the whole thing. And I sat there and I was like, I have to learn from you. That was the key that I was not aware of. I had not set up the relationship properly. All of it was based on me my personality, the way that I handle things. I had an army of a thousand people and a thousand hands, but no one cared about the other hands. They didn't think about hometown transaction coordinators. That's just a place where Michelle works. Okay. (laughs) Michelle's who you got to talk to. Michelle's everything. And she's the sun, the moon, the stars. Everything you got to do has to be with Michelle. If I wasn't at the helm, nothing would be going on with my business. And that's when I was like, oh, I forgot the most important part, which was to empower the business as a business. I not Michelle yeah, TC that happens, happens to have a company named Hometown TC. No, it's Hometown TC is an agency that helps agents, realtors with their administrative work. Yes, that's what we do. The agency has transaction coordinators. That is it. The agency has to be promoted, not the specific or particular TC or the owner of that company. So that was the point where I was like, ah, the experience has to be changed. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so important, especially for people who do aspire to have a team and grow a team that you need to be promoting the business as a whole and not be promoting just me as the owner. Um, because like you said, if 
you were out for two months and and you lost half your half your business. But the um, the beautiful thing is you were able to rebuild it and rebuild it bigger and stronger. And how many team members do you have now? 24. 24? <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. That's amazing. And how many? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is, I mean, it's not, I'm sure you feel like you're going nuts sometimes because that is so many people to manage, but, uh, but that's amazing. And how, how many clients do you have? So we have between our boutique firm, which we have about 60 agents right now, mm-hmm. just on the boutique side, which is direct retail. But our corporate side is really where we're bustling because it's all of the agents within the brokerages that we serve, the title companies that we serve, the prop, the public adjusters that we serve, like the corporate accounts. There, We're almost like at 2,000 agents just rolling through there. Jeez. Yeah. That's amazing, which is why you need such a big team because you have that many accounts that you're serving. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's truly amazing. And to think about it's really two, we'll say two and a half years because COVID was 2020 and we're, well, tw- three years. But, you know, I, if you don't, all I know you is that Carlos turning three. So, it yeah, was yeah, three yeah. Years <laughs> <ago>. <laughs> okay, three years, three years. My bad. I, I was a math teacher, y'all. Um, oh, yay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so three years, but, um, uh, that's, that's amazing that you were able to turn everything around and transition, um, you know, and now have this amazing company. And I know your systems and processes are so much stronger because you went through what you went through. I had to, I had to either innovate or, you know, go extinct. And it's challenging because when people are used to one way and then to shift their mindset to no, things are not this way. It took a little bit and we still, and we lost people along the way. They were like, you know, I liked it better. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay. You have to make decisions for yourself. We're here. Like I, when I expect, explain to my TCs, it's like, we're not just managing paperwork. These realtors went out for months on the hunt to get this together. They are entrusting us with their livelihood. That is the importance of what we're doing. We're mitigating some risk. We're making sure the file's compliant. We're making sure people are having the conversations. But at the end of the day, we're ensuring their livelihood is taken care of. Takes all the care in the world. No matter Absolutely. what is going on, you don't want people messing with your money. <laughs> Why are you going to mess with someone else and be careless either? So knowing the importance of the work that we do for the people around us is, is, is why you have to be super careful and, and why I have to be very clear on what we do and we will not do to those that come over because there's people with very different ideas of what we should be doing. And I say, no, sir, <laughs> not in this house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I and I I don't know that I've always had this belief. I think I've really uh, cultivated this belief over the last few years. But if you can tell people what to expect, that's when you can truly give them amazing service. If they know what you do and what you don't do, um, yeah. and if you don't deviate from that, you can give them raving fan service. Exactly, and that's and that's the 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 goal, right? Uh, when I 
sit there with my sales team and they're doing their sales calls and I tell them, remember, the most important thing for them is to have that root chakra secure. (laughs) They don't care about anything else. They want security and they want to have peace of mind. And the moment that we cannot provide them that, it's it's a no-go anymore. So the instabilities of those years really... I needed to go through that experience to recognize so many aspects of the way that we not only help people with our hands and our eyes, just typing and doing the good work, but we're here to give them that peace of mind, which I I always want that to be the number one thing that people always say about us, that we're giving them that. Yeah. And that's, that is a great gift to be able to give them through your business for sure. Yeah. So, um, what would you want to share with somebody that feels stuck in their thinking and can't see really seem to see the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, wants to pursue their, their dreams, wants to move forward on it. What, what would your advice be to them? I mean, if they have a dream, what was the reason for that dream in the first place? That's really going to get you through a lot. I feel I hate when I was like, remember your why, but it is remember your why. Sometimes the cliches are there for a freaking reason, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You have to remember why you started the journey in the first place. No one said that there was going to be easy, that there was an easy button. I swear to you, if they could have sold it to me, I would have bought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right here. But it's like, um, even when we started this, call and I said it at the beginning I said I could not have pictured my life like this five years ago there's a version of you that is trying to get be born right now and it's being born through the hard times it truly is it's you have to like if I could have learned without the hard times go sign me up twice right but no you have to go through it to really polish off the edges and be like okay let's work on the mindset let's work on the belief let's work on the boundary let's work on all the stuff that started with you to create the business the dream that you have because there is a version of you and that version has a specific mindset belief history and story associated with being that version and there is no shortcut you have to live it so if that why is strong enough and rooted in you it's going to get you through it you're like okay on the other side i will know the reason for this on the other side i will know the reason that i had to you know lose a friend be lied about. There's so much drama in this industry, but there's, it it is what it is. It's like, you're dealing with people and people look to gossip and it happens. And, you know, learning about, Hey, this is, I'm a great communicator, but I'm not so great at operations. I'm not so good at this. Having those really great talks with yourself to reason and say, these are my limitations. How can I support myself and becoming the version that is going to have these dreams? And make that plan of action. Sometimes it's just lack of information. What do I need to know to be this version of myself? Who around me is this version of myself that I could ask the questions? How did you get there? What were your steps? How did you recognize that 
what was missing for you to get where you are right now. Um, and it's, you know, really humbling yourself because sometimes people don't want to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I feel like that's very true in the business world. You know, people don't always want to ask because they're afraid that maybe they're going to look silly or maybe it gets a, in their mind that it's a dumb question or they will be perceived as not, not knowing their stuff, you know, if they ask this question, but there's so many supportive people out there who are just willing to help, um, that if they, if they would just reach out, um, like I said, in one of my episodes, I was that kid that was constantly asking why, 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 and probably annoying the crap out of people. But, um, I still do that. I still ask like, well, why is it that way? Um, and I'm sure, you know, probably does annoy some people, but I, uh, very, I'm very inquisitive. However, I As think that has served me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it served me because I'm, I always want to figure out, well, well, there's content out there somewhere. If I don't know how to do this, I can figure it out. Exactly. I always come from curiosity. What are oh, you going to do? It's good. like, why is this going on here? <laughs> and how did this happen? And where did this, where did this start from? And let's untangle this thread. And then why do I feel this way? Yeah, I think that's so good. Well, um, before we wrap up, I have our three closing questions. So what is one piece of advice you would give somebody? Um, well, that we kind of asked this a minute ago, but that's thinking about pursuing their dreams that you wish somebody would have given you. I think something that someone would have given me. I think when I look back at just embracing community and searching, um, at the beginning, it was so hard because I felt like an island. <laughs> I didn't have a support. I didn't have business besties like I do now. And it's like, there's always an answer if you have the interest to find it. And if you take the time to ask the question, even to Google, something out there will come back and resonate. Just keep asking the question. Um, for me, when I found community, it was a breath of fresh air. I was like, oh, I'm not alone. I have people I can talk to. I have people that are kind of going through the same thing I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, yes, so true. So... Um Finding community was a huge shift for me. And I think that those that um, are looking anywhere in any type of business that they're trying to pursue, grow, or do, find community around it. Yeah. It's huge. I think that's so good. And there are so many Facebook groups out there that um, are, you know, for each industry. If you're a transaction coordinator, we do have a Facebook group called TC Empowering TCs that Michelle and I are both uh, a part of and sharing ideas. And it is a very supportive community. So make sure you check that out. Yeah. Um, I love that place. <laughs> what is a uh, book or podcast that has been very influential in your life? Ooh. So one that I couldn't put down, <laughs> I was just like, what uh, was hundred million dollar offers by Hermosi? great book. 
but I, you know, I'm a, I'm like a lifelong student of sales and marketing and his stuff just touches me in some places. And I'm here like, wow, yes. And I'm constantly like sharing on Slack with my team. It's like, listen to this video. I want them to have the same information that I have. I'm here like, keep growing, keep doing all the things. But basically I am like hardcore. Like whenever I have to like travel to go see my mom, which is four hours away from me. I am listening to their homozies, whether it's Layla or Alex, both of them. I'm just there like on repeat and I'm excited for hundred million dollar leads, which is coming out in August. Okay, great. I will definitely look them up and I'm sure you can find YouTube on them as well. Oh, videos and stuff. If you have not, my recommendation is go first to Layla Hermosi's page and go through her playlist. And she has one that is called scaling your business. It's five hours, right? But it's five different videos. And the first one on how they created their $100 million business, I had my my jaw to the floor. I've listened to that like, like six times, just the first video. Because it is really doing all the boring work that gets you where you need to go and forgetting that the to do the boring work is what gets you in, in trouble, really. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I definitely, I think is, I think anybody that has a business should at least listen to that uh, playlist because that'll really open your mind. You're like, I didn't go to school to get my master's in business administration. I mean, I have a math, I have a, a, a bachelor's in psychology, y'all. <laughs> I'm really like, I went to learn about people's feelings and then learn how to deal with my own uh, through the school of hard knocks. Yeah. But listening to other business people, those are, I'm a diehard fan of them right now. And that's all I listen to really right now. Okay. Awesome. I will definitely check them out. Um, and then uh, I did want to mention that on that you have built an online course about lead generation and uh, finding your ideal client uh, for transaction coordinators. So if they're a transaction coordinator and they join our uh, TC Empowering TC's group, if they just put a comment in there, um, somebody can guide them to how to find that course if they're interested, right? Oh, fantastic. Yes, they can definitely join the, just join the group, y'all. There's so many resources out there. And the course is fantastic. It's through the Empowerment Institute. Through, and it they could definitely take a look at that if they are needing some assistance in sales. But the community as a whole is so supportive. Just ask a question and you have like a thousand people telling you what's up with us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Um, like Michelle said, don't be an island. So um, if if our listeners wanted to reach out to you, if they are a real estate agent looking for a transaction coordinator in uh, the Florida area, uh, how would they find you? Um, definitely just go onto our website, which is hometown, T like Tom, C like cat.com, hometowntc.com. And the same at hometown TC on Facebook and Instagram. And our team members will definitely reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for being here. Um, I know everybody got a lot of value out of that today. Wonderful. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate you. And this is such a great thing that you're doing here, Christy. I love it. Oh, thank you. I, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been fun so far. So I, am, I can't wait to see what, you know, looking back next year, what that looks like. There you go. The version of you. I, I'm ready to experience the version of you after a year of podcasts. Right. It's going to be, it's, it's going to, like you said, I'm not going to be able to 
looking back on them, be like, man, I couldn't envision, envision that. So I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it. Hey, before you go, I want to quickly tell you about this guide that I created just for you. It's called the five mistakes to avoid when setting up your business. I wish that whenever I was starting my business, somebody would have helped me through this because I know it would have made a massive impact in my business from the very beginning. And the great news is even if you've had your business for a little while, you can still implement these tips. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash five mistakes and grab your copy today.